1: The latest episode of KCSN Update, your daily Chiefs podcast and video from us here at KCSN. It's the headlines, rumors, stories, and stats people are talking about to get you through the day and caught up with all things Chiefs. Different guests each week with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, proudly presented by DraftKings, begins now.
2: What's up, everybody? I'm BJ Kissel. This is KCSN Update, our daily Chiefs show and podcast here at KC Sports Network. Thanks for hanging out. The Prince of Chiefs content, Nate Taylor, from The Athletic and Time's RS fame will be joining me here in just a few minutes to answer our five burning questions, just as we do every Tuesday here at KCSN. But before Nate tells us what it was like in the locker room after that game and gives us an explanation and we give him a little grief for his prediction before that game, not going to let him forget that, here's a quick word from our friends over at DraftKings. The stage is set, and we're counting down to the battle in Arizona. There's no better way to get ready for the NFL action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your Super Bowl 57 winnings with each leg you add up to $1. 100%. It's the Chiefs. It's the Eagles. It's Andy Reid. It's the Kelsey brothers. There is no shortage of storylines going into this game. Plus, all of the Chiefs players that are banged up right now and getting the medical staff to get those guys ready. They have had the spotlight on them for the last week or so with Patrick Mahomes, with Travis Kelsey, all the other guys that had to put a lot of work in to get out onto that field. Shout out to the Chiefs training staff. A lot of storylines going to be a fun one down there in Arizona. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code KCSN as new customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details all right now let's welcome on the prince of chiefs content and supporter of the cincinnati Bengals, mr nate taylor from the athletic because one of us picked the Bengals to win and it wasn't the guy hosting this show was, I, i'm sorry buddy was, i had to say it, it this guy i had to say it it what a football game i mean i don't know if we we're all going to figure out, try to wait, ways to try and describe that football game. I, I'm, I love getting your perspective here with our five burning questions, because especially in moments like this, because you were there, you yeah. were in the locker room. I know there's videos and things that can come out that are produced and cut and all that. But like you're in there talking with the players, walking around, like understanding that vibe that's in the locker room. Can you try and paint the picture of what it was like for us in that locker room with that group after that game?
3: Yeah, um so of course yes I, I did pick the Bengals one of the rare times <laughs> this year I've not picked the Chiefs to win. Uh so I am a respectable journalist. I'm willing to give logical uh predictions, projections. And then am I, I am I willing to admit that uh you know I didn't necessarily see uh the game plan going out that particular way from the Chiefs defense? No, I didn't. I knew they were confident. Um but look they actually tackled Jamar Chase for the first time ever. Uh, right know, off the bat. They they got to Joe Burrow not once, but numerous times. Uh, and, of course, you know, um, when we recorded, BJ, we had not seen the practice, you know, development from Patrick Mahomes. You know, as yeah. I've said before, he kind of looked stiff on Wednesday and looked a lot better in Thursday's portion of the, of the practice that we were able to watch. So things changed over the course of the week. Um, the game, I think for Chiefs fans, BJ, the the first thought that came into my mind as I was getting from the elevator to come down from the press box to go to the locker room, I just sort of, like, mumbled it to myself, and then I sort of said it out loud just to see, like, what the initial reaction would be in the elevator. But I think for Chiefs fans, that was life affirming. And it just reminds you of, like, not only just the, the thrillingness of the sport, But it's life affirming because, as I've said before, and I need to say it again, perhaps to even remind myself, like for Chiefs fans, the the team you root for has Patrick Mahomes and nothing else matters. Like (laughs) in the grand scheme of it, what he can do to elevate himself, to elevate his teammates, to get his teammates to believe. And I think that was probably the best thing that he did over the course of the week. He got the other 52 guys to believe even with me playing on a high ankle sprain, we can go out there and get a victory and everybody else sort of rallied behind them. Um, you know, Chris Jones, you know, one of the things that Trent McDuffie told me in the locker room, BJ, was that Chris Jones essentially called his own shot. Hmm. So on the last possession for the Bengals, before the guys go onto the field, as the chiefs are punting, as I think people are somewhat skeptical about, Hey, you know, it's 4th and 9, midfield. You sure you want to punt this, Andy? It's a tie game. While that was happening, Chris Jones was telling a lot of the guys on defense, particularly a lot of the young guys, that like this is our moment. Trust in yourselves. We are a brotherhood. We are going to get this done. And then on, what, 3rd and eight, he basically just runs right through. Hakeem Adeneji gets the... Most impressive, important sack of his career um, mm. to end the Bengal season, in, in essence, um, because I thought their offense was the thing that was going to have to carry them in the second half. But of course, they had no, they had no counter uh, to Chris Jones. And look, a lot of the coverage on the back end was tight. It's the tightest coverage mm. I think they've had against a like of Jamar Chase of T. Higgins. Obviously, Tyler Boyd didn't play in the second half, so. Um, that was one of the nuggets from the locker room, but it's just—it's just life affirming. It's just everything that you've believed about your life as a Chiefs fan was pretty much confirmed on Sunday in a dramatic, thrilling, like, victory that I could not see—you know—five days earlier because I know how talented and how good the Bengals are. Um, but that quarterback gives you such a belief that I understand from Chiefs fans why you should say, as long as he's on the field as long as he Mm -hmm. has the ability to pass the football downfield, to do something creatively, not only with his body, but with his mind, um, he gives you an insane chance of winning. And so uh, one of the fans who was in the elevator, he kind of chuckled because it's like, yeah, it's the truth. Like, (laughs) your life has just been affirmed, sir, as a Chiefs fan. That was a life-affirming victory, and also it just demonstrates that when he's on one and a half legs, he's still mm. better than everybody else. Um, so in the got to have it moment, he goes and gets five yards. Obviously, there's a penalty to Joseph Asai, who you absolutely feel gutted for. But yeah. um, he makes the plays when the plays are there to be made.
2: There's a lot to unpack there about the the life affirming stuff, because I will I, be completely honest. I hated the decision to punt. We had a second Mm. stream live stream stream going, and in an emotional game like that, like all of our thoughts were coming out, like in stream of consciousness. Like, what in the hell are we doing? And then (laughs) don't
3: give the ball back to Joe Burrow. What are you doing? What are you
2: doing? And then and then Maddie gets the other side of it. Is like, look, they're banged up. All like, it was, it was a thing. And I Marcus
3: Kemp is running. Got to have it routes. Think about that, y'all. Marcus (laughs) Kemp is running. We gotta have it routes.
2: But that was insane. the point. Is like you know how many more plays it's going to take to get us right back into a position like that, and then you're kind of affirmed again. It's like, all right, Andy Reid's good at this. Not that he knew exactly yeah, how it was going right, to go, right. but hearing the Chris Jones stuff, like it's just legendary type moments that will be spoken about when talking about Chris. It's amazing that you got that comment. If anyone like that, that didn't capture, that wasn't captured on the broadcast. It's amazing to have. Yeah,
3: I, I wonder if you guys there to be able of it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, I wonder if NFL Films will have something about it, but that's something I'm going to try to report more on. Um because everything's happening so fast. Like I I need to remind people that like there's cigar everywhere. Just cigar smoke <laughs> everywhere. Uh there's confetti, there's obviously the guys with the commemorative caps, the t-shirts. Um mm-hmm. guys are celebrating, you know, there's um family members. There's, you know, uh you know, one minute it's 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 um it's it's uh I'm trying to think. There's celebrities in there. Paul Rudd. Um, Paul Rudd would be the one that probably jumps out the most. Uh, and I'm, I'm not sure if I saw Eric Stone Street, but I heard that he might have been in the building. So like, hmm. um, I, I got like I got fist I, I fist bumped uh, Pat Senior. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here uh, seeing what what Tammy's doing. It's the most yeah. unnormal locker room of the entire season, of course, because they're going to the Super Bowl. Um, this is not like a hey, let's just bring everybody in. I give a like quick two, you know, two-minute post-game speech. Take care of your bodies. Here's what we got next. Here's what we're doing. Like, yes. no, coaching, give a post-game speech. They basically all just, you know, Pacheco's just dancing. Um, obviously, guys <laughs> are live streaming on like Instagram and on, you know, obviously there's TikTok videos of what the guys are doing. So um, it's just an insane environment. You're trying to like interview a guy for maybe four minutes. Like, I got Three questions, I got to get them one, two, three, and I got to get to the next guy. Um, yeah. You know, and you see like, oh, Orlando Brown's talking. Well, he actually played pretty well in a gotta-have-it game for his own, like, NFL future, and now he gets to go play a Super Bowl. Okay, I want to talk to him. Obviously, McDuffie. Um, you know, there was a really cool moment with Pacheco. So you're just bouncing around, and then Pat is just like probably the most relaxed I've seen him after a game of just being like, like, that was really cool. Like, like, we really did that. And it's like, yeah, it's like,
2: you know, he's it's just like sitting I'm there. him, yeah, Very nonchalant, like, I'm that guy. Did you forget? Like, the, he put like, the, the gif out after the game, like, on social media, like, who do yes, you think you yes. are? I am like the bowling gif. Like, <laughs> absolutely amazing. And one thing about the Chris Jones that that it kind of associated with your story is that I think, I don't know if you saw it, it came Jay Feely, I think it put out on, I don't know mm. if it was Twitter. But he was part of the broadcast crew that said during the production meetings going into that game, Mm. Chris Jones basically admitted in the first matchup they did not move him around the defensive line because they felt like they were going to play him again. And they didn't Mm want to show everything or give those players reps. I mean, probably a combination of both giving those players reps against him coming off tackle and then in the biggest play, like just absolutely dominating. I'm so happy for Chris and how that went down. But you talk about life affirming for Chiefs fans. Was this a life lesson for the Cincinnati mayor? Like have you for two minutes after the game for an Ohio legend from Cleveland to come out and do what Travis Kelsey did and say it in such a historic manner that will be played over and over and over again. I put on social media that if you're the opposition candidate running for mayor in Cincinnati, like all you have to do is be like, we may have gone to the super bowl. If this guy didn't egg on the entire Kansas city chiefs team
3: Silver platter, just here it is. I, Look, I don't know um, what he's doing for the lives of Cincinnatians, but yeah, if you want to get reelected, um, talk the talk after the game. Um, it's just, yeah. it's an embarrassment um, that he got involved to that degree. Like you're on, like <laughs> you're being publicly criticized on national television. In the most visible thing on the platform, which is the NFL, in the in the postseason, like millions I... of people are watching this. And if you want to be a senator, if you want to be like a, you <laughs> know, if dumb. you want to be a congressman, like if you, I think, I think, I think this, I think we can remove president and vice president from the mix. But if you want to, if you want to advance yourself in in this in this endeavor. I just can't, I just I don't know who was advising him. Um I know they're mostly want know.
2: People.
3: I know they're Is, probably mostly young people, um, because you need yeah. to have obviously perspectives, but there's gotta be somebody on the city council like like dog, like no. Like what what are we doing? So There's a it, lot of yes bad. people
2: around. <laughs> maybe a lot of yes people, maybe a lot of people that thought it would be funny but really didn't think it through to Is your it, point. I haven't but, looked
3: this up. Is it an election year next year? Because that was a that was a bold strategy, Bob.
2: I have no idea, but I would really like to know because it seemed like he and Quentin Lucas had like they had the barbecue bed or whatever it was mm-hmm. before uh that kind of led to all this, where it was like, hey, let's go back and forth. I'd like to be like a fly on the wall. Quentin Lucas being like, I didn't mean like that. <laughs> like, dude, you just took this to a national storyline that was completely unneeded. All right, let's move on to the second burning question because that one uh unpacked a lot, but Nate, is this the most impressive non Super Bowl win in Andy Reid's tenure in Kansas City?
3: Um, it's either this one or the thirteen seconds uh, game. Mm-hmm. As I said at you know, after that game last year, like the you know, the Grim Reaper, the thirteen seconds, it will not be it will not hold its weight and lore in Chiefs lore if they don't obviously finish it off and go to the Super Bowl. We all know what happened. Yeah. They collapsed. Uh, so that gets diminished in some sense. Um, the quarterback was healthy in that game, okay? Right. Um, you were the home team, so that is that is equal. That's parallel. Um, I would say Cincinnati is actually a better team this year than they were last year. So I think the For opponent sure. and the – I think the, the, the difficulty was increased. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think – probably the biggest win in his career and I, I just want to remind people of this guys um they're You're going to play yeah, I'm, I'm trying my best they're gonna they are going to play a game against the philadelphia eagles and the eagles are good they got a really good defense they had 70 sacks on the season to my eyes they are not as terrifying as that 2019 we just bring people off the bench who are pass rushing freaks for the 49ers obviously you were there BJ you were in the building they were down 10 with 10 minutes to go against a defense that was known for its pass rush Mm -hmm. and they scored three consecutive touchdowns (laughs) it is one of the greatest comebacks in NFL Super Bowl history I just want to remind people of that so that's always number one people just sort of assume that like Oh, well, he just came back, and that was no, that was not easy. That was not supposed to happen. Like (laughs) the fact that he went nuclear from wasp to never making a mistake, to never having a bad completion, to never putting them behind the sticks, to getting them to the finish line. What Andy Reid, Eric Yenemi, and and Patrick Mahomes, what the three of them did in that game is still astonishing to this day because I think. That 49ers team on defense is better than what the Chiefs will probably face Sunday, you know, two Sundays from now against the Eagles. That is my opinion. So removing that game from number one, I think you can say that this is probably number two in in his Chiefs tenure. The fact that they only had a week to prepare for an opponent who was just as good as they were, as I kind of projected a week earlier, you know, I thought they were the better team given the circumstances in the situation. So, yeah. Yeah for them to accomplish what they accomplished, for them to have the better specials teams unit in that game is flabbergasting because, once again, they had the worst special teams all season. And then Harrison Bucker is clutch. Sky Moore is clutch. Tommy Townsend is clutch because if you want to go back and rewatch the game-winning kick, um, James Winchester doesn't have his best snap. Tommy Townsend has to catch it off the landmark Put it on his landmark, does it in one fluid motion, doesn't involve the laces, and Harrison Bucker can have his glorious moment. But Tommy Townsend was a hero in that moment because it wasn't a perfect snap if you go back and watch um the execution on the operation. So yeah, that's that's number two. We'll see what happens in Arizona, but that was um that was everybody having their redemption moment. Um yeah. And and that's both you know obviously that's what I wrote at the Athletic, um, it made the most sense to me. And for a team that had only lost three games yet went through quite a bit of adversity, um, they all they all proved their excellence when it was when it was absolutely required.
2: Yeah, I saw a tweet on social media from Patrick Brennan uh, at Painting Corner uh, on social media on the Sky Moore punt return, and I'll read it. Sky Moore increased the Chiefs' win probability from 59% to 71% with this punt return. It was the 12th largest by any punt return all season long, given the stakes of the game and not hyperbole to say that it's one of the most monumental special teams plays in chiefs history from a player that we were all terrified early in the year. Every time he stood (laughs) back back there, it was a redemption (laughs) game for so many people, whether it was Sky Moore, the special teams unit, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, like, just coming out and absolutely beasting. It was, that was what was so special about it. like we were losing on the post game show. We said, giving our flowers out, I literally think we named every single player on that team. I was shouting out Matt McMullen. I'm like, shout out to Matt McMullen for doing his thing out there because it was just a, a special game all the way around. Yeah. And to, to your point, um, given the context of all of the trash talk and the way that they stayed mm. locked in the Travis Kelsey stuff at the end, I think it was one of, I think it was the most impressive win outside of the Super Bowl win for Andy Reid, kind of hands down because of the context of everything. Uh, And, yeah, just an absolute special performance. And we're going to have more with Nate Taylor from The Athletic right after this.
1: You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City,
0: KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. Just go to Indeed.com/slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Vacation starts with VA. One thing you'll love about your trip to Virginia is that you'll never have to settle for one thing. All that you love is all in one trip start
2: yours at virginia.org
1: entertain educate inform kc sports network
2: welcome back we're talking with nate taylor from the athletic talking a little chiefs bangles and just how special that performance was nate i was going to ask you if we're ever going to properly appreciate what we saw from patrick Mahomes. we kind of did that early in the show so mm-hmm. we're going to bring up the bonus question that i didn't really want to get into but it's become such a thing about the refs this is not what i expect this is not what i expected when i woke up yeah on monday in las vegas getting ready for the east west shrine bowl still in vegas right now getting ready to take off we've got a ton of content for the draft out here so look forward to that here in a month after the chiefs get a super bowl chiefs kingdom but it doesn't have to be a long segment, Nate, which is saying something for you and I, but what the hell, man? Like I, I feel, you said it off the top. I feel awful for Joseph Asai. I was happy, in, yeah. happy in the moment when I saw Patrick Mahomes get up, I wasn't happy to see that he was hurt. I thought Joseph Asai actually had, he was a problem throughout that entire game. Mm-hmm. And it, you feel mm-hmm. for a young man that it, you watch it in slow motion. You feel like bad, it was not dirty. He was trying to make a play in the biggest moment of one of the biggest games, the biggest game of his football career. Um, and that sucks, but the holding stuff and then everything that I'm seeing on social media about teaching what a rip move is, what that <laughs> looks like. And then it, it's brought up. We've had the conversations, not on camera, but like Maddie Lane, bringing it up. I knew the rule because the Eric Fisher, James Harrison from the yes. Steelers game, yes. that should not have been a whole either because it was a rip was same kind of deal. And that's when he learned the rule and how, how it's actually written. But what is your take on all the crap that we're seeing? Uh, from now, changing rules—you know, 15-yard uh, penalty on roughing the passer should should be a, a minor penalty. You know, keeping players safe and not penalizing things that could hurt them.
3: Yeah, I, I think the I think the rest would be less of an element of, of an aftermath. I I, don't. I think I think the I think the rest would be minimized if they didn't have their own uh, incompetence on display for the third and 39. Um, as I, as I no. joked on, as I joked on times ours, I was like, <laughs> they came together. It was like, look, man, uh, how many million people are watching right now? What if yeah. he gave him another third down? Like, what if he, what if he just <laughs> gave him another third down? Patch my Mahomes in- on third down. It's most, it's the most exciting thing in the sport. Like, why don't we just, why don't we just give him another one? It, I feel so bad for like the, the back judge who's, who's running 40 yards downfield. Like, really? please guys, please.
2: <laughs> It was the smartest thing the broadcast did was show that spotlight. Yeah, Somebody yeah. in the NFL was like, for the love of God, there are tons <laughs> of millions of people watching. Millions of cameras. <laughs> show that, or we're gonna lose it. And it didn't matter. Like yeah. people forget that part of it. But at least right. when I saw that, because we were all looking at it, like this isn't again, it's all, everything that we talked about on that game is on camera. Because, like, that doesn't this has never happened in the NFL. So, yeah. you know what? Never, I think we I've screwed never that seen up, that. guys. Let's go back and let's let's get this right. Uh, yeah. I, Zach Taylor, honestly, losing his mind for all the right reasons. But when they yeah. showed the back judge running in, it was like, OK, then I don't know what if he bailed and got out of the play. I haven't gone back and studied like if he got out of the way because the play started to continue to happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah once, the play start,
3: once the play starts, he has he's just like his hands are like, ah, what do I
2: do? <laughs> Get me out of here.
3: <laughs> yeah. And so then they do the then they do the buzz. And then I think New York gets involved. And so um, obviously it's been, you know, you can look this up. It's on the pool report, but just the idea that like they got the operation wrong. They got the actual procedure slightly wrong. And then they didn't have enough time to sort of inform both teams of this. Um, This all just proves that like there's a um, there's a credibility issue with NFL refereeing. Um, Doesn't mean we ain't going to stop watching all these games. Right. 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 Uh, We only have Carl Chep. You know, controlling the Super Bowl from you didn't officials.
2: have to bring his name up on this show, but, mate.
3: It is, it's just—it is what it We're is. Still like in
2: happy mode, you don't have to go there.
3: Hey, hey, you asked the question. You know, like hey,
2: I did not ask you about Carl Chevers.
3: You didn't ask me about Carl Chevers. But look, I, all I'm saying is, these are supposed to be all star crews, and I don't feel like I'm getting all star production. I think that's what most fans uh, feel like. Um, some of the other stuff is just petty. Um, you know complaining and I get it because you've you've rooted with this team if you're a Bengals fan for uh for months man like the season starts in like mid-July and it's you know it's January 31st today like it's it's a long journey um the Bengals are on a 10-game winning streak but you know they can't block Chris Jones uh as you know, Andy Reid challenges the spot foul or the spot, you know, the line Ooh. to gain. Yeah, and it has to be. I, I, I thought this was fascinating, but it had to be explained to Zach Taylor. Like, well, yes, um, you know what a tackle is, right? You 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 grab the guy, but then you got to bring him to the ground. Was mm. was his was his was his ankles and knees above the turf? And then he extended the ball to the line of gain, and. He still had yet to be tackled. But what about what about what about his progress? Did we blow a whistle? Because you had not brought him to the ground. So I think I think Zach Taylor's sort of um, you know actions on the sideline, obviously that gets captured by cameras. I think that yeah. filters down to some fans because if you feel like the away team is is feeling jobbed, well, that's what the coach would normally look like.
1: Yeah.
3: Again, they have to explain to Zach Taylor. Samaj P. Ryan's in the other county. Was he in the tackle box? Did the ball yeah. pass the line of scrimmage? If all those things are no, we gotta throw the flag because that's intentional grounding. Like I, I, I don't want what you, what you want me to do. Um, you know, it's in playoff games and championship like games. It's turnovers and it's penalties. Who tell you who's the better team who tells you who's the better coach team and sometimes if you don't know the holding rules that's okay I get it but like the quarterback didn't want to get hit so that's an intentional grounding mm-hmm. hey the the defender there's two, two guys on Marquez Valdez-Sketland still got the first down because they didn't bring him to the ground so
2: they didn't tackle you know, Isaiah Pacheco yeah I mean <laughs> they like had everybody right there to tackle him
3: It's simple stuff that gets, you know, that gets obviously magnified and examined a little bit more than a usual regular season game. But I think part of it is because Zach Taylor was so um, demonstrative when the refs tried to explain to him, they're like, look, man, we got the operation wrong. It's another third down. And by the way, like, y'all got to stop less than a minute later. uh, So it wasn't like the Chiefs really gained any yardage, even with the holding penalty on the next third down. um, The Chiefs didn't get points out of that. The Chiefs didn't really get into, you know, deep into Cincinnati's territory. So they got the ball uh, on the punt in a similar, you know, manner of the field that they would have otherwise had they not had that operation go wrong. But really it's, it's the, it's the opposing coach being demonstrative so that fans feel like they, their own thoughts can be justified. And it's also, look, we're just losing some integrity when it comes to officiating because the officiating has not been um, as consistent or as reliable as I think we want to expect when these, when you're te- when the league is telling you these are the best guys that we have for the most important games,
2: yeah, that it's just frustrating as a Chiefs fan with all of the talking that the Bengals had all week and the Bengals fans and even the players that that's what it turns into. And again, you know the now we're going to try to change rules. Uh, with people, national media, Big J journalists as yourself coming out after the game and saying maybe we should rethink the roughing the passer penalty not being a 15-yard penalty. Let's make it a little ticky-tack five-yard penalty and see what happens with defensive linemen saying it's only five yards. All right.
3: Like I mean, look. The the better we, team, but the better team was the one that didn't make the penalties at at the end of the game. I mean, it's, I, I feel I feel terrible for Joseph Asai, but Chiefs fans have been doing this yeah. long enough, or they've experienced this long enough, to now they're on the other side, right? In 2018, um, they were literally one snap away from going to the Super Bowl, but of course, yeah. Any camera angle, um, whether it's from the broadcast or people in the stands, like unfortunately, D four was offsides, and in this case. Yeah, you know Joseph Asai. I mean Pat's both of Pat's feet are in the are in the out of bounds area. There, there's yeah. there's no there's no gray area. It's pretty black and white. Hundred um, percent penalty.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: And, and Harrison Bucker acknowledged that. Uh, Harrison Bucker was like, the top of my range was probably fifty three yards. I felt really comfortable from fifty. If that penalty does not occur, they have to run another play with eight seconds left to get maybe ten to seven yards because it would have been a 60-yarder attempt without the penalty.
2: I was really surprised without any timeouts. I was really surprised that they didn't snap the ball to Mahomes and then he just throws like a back shoulder fade, like 10 yards above the receiver on the outside to get like four seconds. So they didn't even have to kick that ball mm-hmm. at the very end of the game. Because, Nate, I don't know if you paid attention. I may have been the only one in the world that was thinking this. Please let me know in the comment section if anyone else was thinking this. But on that lateral and the kickoff at the very end, when Trent Irwin threw the ball up in the air, and I think it was Marcus Kemp who caught it. I didn't think Marcus Kemp stepped out of bounds. So he's running around with the ball in his hand like this, like everybody's starting to celebrate. And I was like, I think the ball's live. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is gonna be the most brutal ending ever. No doubt. Go go it's go gonna down, be like down. the Stanford like band game. It's like, get our cow, like, get him off the field, yeah. just go down, score, touch. I don't care. I think the ball is still alive. And so, like at, like half of us are celebrating on our live stream, and I'm sitting there like, Oh my god, like, is it live? And then I saw everybody <laughs> running on the field. It was like, I don't know what's gonna happen here. Um, but, yeah, just unbelievable game. And I want to go to the, the next question for you, Nate, because I'm going to leave this one kind of open-ended. I, I didn't know if you knew this or not, but um, do you know that you cover the guy who ranks third in postseason history in NFL sacks?
3: Yep. You get to
2: cover yes, that do. guy. Yes, I he do. He passed another former Chiefs legend in, in Terrell Suggs. Um, we're not going to make this a Frank Clark show. I, I, my comments <laughs> about Frank are pretty well out there.
3: The Terrell <laughs> sucks. 12 game legend. got <laughs> a super
2: bowl. He did. Uh, he helped to
3: win a super bowl. No doubt. No doubt. I just, I just love that you said chiefs legend. And I was like, in my head, I was like, who are you talking about?
2: Terrell <laughs> sucks. <laughs> um, who else deserve like who else for you? I know there, there's a hundred guys you could pick from, and I know yeah, you don't want to single anybody out, but I'm gonna make you single somebody out. Who okay, who deserves more flowers than has probably gotten them as we sit here 48 hours or so after that game has ended?
3: God, I love this question. Um I, I, I really love Thank this you. question. It's it's um it's Andrew Wiley. Hmm. It's it's Andrew Wiley. I know we talk a lot about Orlando Brown because he plays the more glamorous, the more demanding position. Um Andrew Wiley really only popped up because he got called by the way, this is also for Bengals fans. He got called for a holding penalty in which I was like, "Where's the hold?" I was like, "You telling me he moved him from one gap all the way to the other gap? Like, where's or the-, the
2: taunting?" Or the and- taunting penalty.
3: And look, I, I love, it. I love that Andy's like think. By the way, Andy had no control of those guys' emotion. Like he did have control of those guys' emotions, <laughs> but he really didn't. This is the first time all season where he's like, guys, <laughs> focus the on the game.
2: NFL, the greatest side in NFL history: he called a, a political figure from an opposing yes. team's mayor a jabroni on <laughs> national TV. That got quote tweeted by The Rock. And just <laughs> completely dominant. Anyway. This was-
3: this was this was really anyway. the first week because like Willie Gay let it out first. Like, what impressed mm. you about their offense? Nothing. And then he repeated it again. <laughs> then then Chris Jones walks in and says, Can't wait to see you guys in Burrowhead. Like, Andy had them so focused and quote unquote locked in that he control that he lost control of them emotionally. <laughs> so Andrew Wiley's like, What's wrong? Because you, you're getting blocked. <laughs> and the ref's like I got. I mean, come on, man. Like, there's cameras here, dog. Like, the lead's gonna be mad at me if I if I don't. You know, you know what the rule is, Andrew. It's not the first guy. It's the second guy. I gotta penalize you. But that's the only time you heard Andrew Wiley's name because Andrew Wiley yeah. blocked as if his life depended on it. You know, um, I thought there were times in the run game where you know Trey Smith got beat. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on one of the last plays before the last possession, Creed Humphrey has the holding penalty, which is a hold. He's actually, you know, he's got the guy's arm and he's trying to prevent his progress. So yeah. Creed Humphrey didn't have like a clean game. Um for sure. Joe Tooney, I thought helped Orlando Brown a lot. Obviously, there were chip helps from uh McKinnon and Pacheco. So, you know, I thought Tooney was was pretty solid for what you expect from him. But look, man, there Andrew Wiley is their um is their longest tenured offensive lineman. He's probably from a talent standpoint their are their fifth, you know, probably their weakest. But man, is he just as he just squeezed everything out of his body while knowing the scheme, knowing the situation. And look, blocking Sam Hubbard and Trey Henderson is really hard. And I don't think any of those three sacks on Mahomes are really the offensive line's fault. It's just Mahomes saying, mm-hmm. I need to, I just need to eat the football here so that we yeah. can get to the next down. I don't want to I don't want to do what Joe Burrow did. I don't want to be pressured into making a mistake downfield. It's more valuable for us to just play to the next down, survive to the next down. But all all three of those sacks aren't really because the offensive line lost. If you look at the next-gen stats, he had all the time in the world, and that's because he was really good out of the pocket. He was really good in the pocket. And I don't agree with the Andrew Wiley hold in the red zone, but it is what it is. But I just think someone who was so bad, obviously in the Super Bowl two years ago, Playing, uh, you know, the tackle position to where he is now, um, to fortifying, you know, what the team did. Basically, he was a free agent last year, came back. Um, it's really injury for me, just because of the responsibility for all those linemen and knowing that he may have the least chance to succeed because they were giving the chip help mostly yeah. to the left tackle, which puts the right tackle on an island. So the defense knows if we are going to attack a certain direction. We should put one of our best pass rushers on the right tackle because we have a guaranteed one-on-one and Andrew Wiley held up even on the, even on the run on the, on the run for five yards. Look at Andrew Wiley blocking his, you know, what off.
2: Yep. i Love it. I I'd never felt so gutted for somebody that I did for Andrew Wiley in that moment that he got called for taunting because we were all disagreeing on again going back to our show, like we were all disagreeing in the moment. I was like, you can't like let these guys have some fun on the field. Eli Apple makes a play and literally looks at Andy Reid and the entire Chiefs sideline <laughs> and is running his mouth and nothing. <laughs> and after like a big incompletion, or he can follow yeah, a play. Yeah. Eli Apple, Mike. Uh, Mike Hilton wasn't talking any trash. I don't think he gave up an incompletion of in the entire game. But he walks <laughs> all the way, which is amazing because he's the one who started the Burrowhead comment. Yes. Um, yes. but <laughs> he's just like, we're going after that guy. Um, <laughs> but, but for Andrew yeah. Wiley to get called, like, you can't make that call in that moment. But we're going to get one more Bernie question with Nate Taylor right after this quick break. And it's the important one because it is what the most important group for the Chiefs getting ready for the Super Bowl of the next week and a half. The most important group is. Um, I'm gonna ask Nate Taylor about that group right after this. You are listening to KC Sports Network, your home for the
1: best coverage on your favorite local teams. Whether you're a Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, KC Current, K-State, KU, or Mizzou fan, we've got you covered. Find KCSN on your favorite podcast platform. Entertain, educate, inform kc sports network
2: all right welcome back we were with nate taylor from the athletic nate we've been breaking down the chiefs and Bengals game we want to do a little spring for a little look forward uh, right now because there is one particular group that i believe has their job cut out for them and their work cut out mm. for them more than any other and they've been getting their flowers this week probably never more uh, than they possibly should and that's the chiefs medical staff uh, mm. rick burkholder um, his entire staff, I don't want to try to name all of them. I know the ones that I know, but I don't want to miss somebody. Um, yeah. but I,
3: I got you if you miss them.
2: <laughs> uh, I know, okay, I know it's Evan Craft, David Glover, yeah. Julie Freimeyer, and Tiffany, Who did I forget Tiff? Oh, Tiff, I'm sorry, Tiff. So, and Tiffany, Tiffany Morton. Morton. so Tiffany, Morton. yeah, yep. is there a more important group for the next week and a half to the chief? I mean, obviously the players, but like <laughs> half the teams hurt. Right now, like, yeah, yeah. They, the context of that game and what they overcame to do it is awesome in that game. But now it's like, we need to get these guys healthy because I don't want to see a piece together offense that Andy Reid is going to prove that he can get anything to work. I want to see Juju and McColl. Mm. We'll see what's going on with McColl. That that one's a little worrisome because it seems to be the same kind of issue that he had been dealing with. Mm-hmm. But, Nate, is there a more important group to the Chiefs over the next week and a half to get these guys ready for the Super Bowl?
3: Um getting them to the game, no. I, I, I fully agree with you. Um, uh, I thought it was really um um commendable that uh Travis Kelsey basically named all of them in his postgame comments because of course he had the back spasms uh you know in, in at towards the end of Friday's practice, he got treatment. They immediately sort of figured out hey, um, here's what we'd like you to do. Obviously, you could take anti-inflammatories, you can, you can you can apply heat, um, but obviously you just need to be cautious about it and then see how it sort of um, responds on Saturday. So, you know, Saturday night, and I think Adam Shepard put this out, but Saturday night I was told, hey, he should be fine, um, he's going to play, um, and it's like, okay, well, he, you know, that's what is pretty much indicated on the injury report. Like, it would be more news if I got the other side, which was like, hey, we, we you know, we are really concerned. Um, so I thought it was cool that he named all those People um, who got him, you know, back to being his normal self. I know there are some people who are like, did he? Did they run the hook and ladder because he didn't want to get hit? No, it's just because they 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 wanted Twice. to surprise. They wanted to surprise the Bengals. Um, it really wasn't because of like he was concerned about catching the ball in the middle of the field with two defenders, you know, one on each side. Maybe they come and tackling from behind. It's just no. We just want to. We just want to. We just want to put some things on tape. Um, so. That was cool. I think, you know, when the game starts because of playoff Frank, because that's a real thing now, because he is sort of I mean, it's wild. Like. They traded for Frank Clark. And in three of the four years since the trade, they've gone to the Super Bowl. Um, Weird. He played he played so well, played so well in, in Sunday's game because he was disciplined enough to never let Burrow. Escape from his side of the of the pass rush. Uh, obviously, a lot of things were tied for Chris Jones to to obviously succeed against lesser linemen. That happened, um, but look, his spin move is back, which is crazy. Like he's going now from speed rush to long arm to spin move. It's it's
2: pretty good. Uh, he did the fake spin. It didn't work yeah. the one time I saw, but he even tried the fake spin that we saw in the yeah in the Titans game during yeah. that run.
3: So. You know he's he's putting it together. Uh, look, you know Carlos Dunlap. I thought had a really good game too, where he got up. You know he's mm-hmm. the one who prevents a pass, so Chris Jones can get the sack because his gigantic arms are just in the throwing lane. And then Joe Burrow's like, uh, and so there's Chris Jones, and now and now 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 that's the last play for the Bengals in the game. Uh, I'm I'm fascinated to know that all that's left for the Chiefs defense is the best offensive line in football. That's all that's left. That's that's it. I mean, if you want to be champions, uh, you're just going to have to disrupt the most talented, cohesive offensive line all season. And Lane Johnson is doing heroic, can I say bleep? Yeah. Doing heroic bleep with his own injuries. So um, if the pass rush can stay healthy, can stay active, obviously can provide pressure to Jalen Hurts, then that'll be fascinating. But yeah, up until this, you know, I would say for Chiefs fans, like none, nothing this week matters health-wise in terms of like they don't – I mean, I can't remember if they had to put an injury report, but like they'll have some practices. They'll be pretty mm-hmm. much light. It's what happens next Wednesday and Thursday yeah. uh, that are going to be the keys as to saying, okay, here's where we think the guy is in terms of what his practice reps are and, of course, what he's done. Um looking forward to the game. One the last little bit of tidbit I'll give out is, um, so now that they've made the Super Bowl, each team has to let a reporter watch practice from beginning all the way to the end in its entirety. Ooh. And this is... I this didn't is, know this. So this is the Pro Football Writers Association. Um, this is our benefit. Um, I don't think it's going to be me that watches practice from beginning to end, but there's always someone... Who watches practice from beginning to end on the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday heading into the Super Bowl on both teams? And then that report is then put out to the Pro Football Writers Association. You should follow them on Twitter or you could check out their website. Um, but they give a NFL sort of pool report from Super Bowl mm-hmm. practice. Um, and that sort of informs you to some extent even a little bit more than what you would get in a normal week, which is we watch stretchy, We watch maybe some individual early in the season. We might get some team action um, just so that we can see what is translated from camp to the regular season. Um, But, you know, this week with ankle gate, I mean, I saw like (laughs) two dropbacks and they were like, you good? (laughs) Because we got to get you out (laughs) of here. No,
2: it wasn't two dropbacks. We saw a spin that we saw a stepping down the stairs video. (laughs) <laughs> that did like a half a million views. We saw a spin that yes. changed the line in Vegas. Yes. <laughs> like yes.
4: It, oh, yeah. it has been
2: an amazing season thus far for Jesus King. We have studied <laughs> everything from holds on a kick more than any other time in football history from a fan base yep. to watching an ankle more closely than anything else. They had a spotlight like a spot camera on his feet during the broadcast that they would cut to. Uh, I don't know who the poor guy was or girl that literally was probably only filming his feet the entire time with the hundreds of cameras that CBS probably had out there in the stadium for that game. Have we missed anything on this episode of KCS and update? There's so much to talk about with this game, but love that you brought up Andrew Wiley. Lovely talk mm-hmm. about Chiefs medical staff. Cause as you say, nothing matters till next Wednesday. Yeah. That's right. when they need to be on the field. So that the work right. is being yeah. done like right from, from this now minute. until then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For again, Juju, for Legarius going through concussion protocol. Hopefully, with the two weeks, that that will end up being okay. Hopefully, that Legarius is all right. But uh, Juju, McCole, uh, Kadarius Tony, as soon mm-hmm. as he went down, I was like, that doesn't look good. Like, the yep. just his body. Trying to go faster, uh, or his mind trying to go faster than his body will allow. Uh, so hopefully we get good news there. But I did not know that about the pool report.
3: About mm-hmm.
2: having yep. somebody be there. Interesting.
3: We'll from beginning to end.
2: Um, I'm sure, coach. Because
3: because <laughs> in 2019, that was that was one of the nuggets. We, one of the nuggets we got out of 2019 was Jimmy, like Andy Reid inviting Jimmy Johnson and um, I think Donovan oh. McNabb to practice. So that both guys could talk to the team to sort of give their perspective as what it takes to obviously play in the Super Bowl and hopefully win in the Super Bowl. Um, and then I remember Kelsey sort of telling me that, like, the Jimmy Johnson—you um, can look this up, but but obviously, yeah, his—I remember of speed, it now. I didn't
2: know that's where. It yeah. Came. I, oh, because that was in Miami, though.
3: Yes, that was in Miami. Yep. Yes. Okay, yeah. I do.
2: I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So
3: and so him saying that, like, that sort of actually helped, you know. Travis not make the game too big, because uh, obviously there was the first Super Bowl for pretty much everybody on that team except for Terrell Suggs. So, um, so yeah, that was that was you know that's where that's where some of those Chiefs details legend. come in. Uh, Chiefs legend, yeah, um, that's where some of those details come in. I mean, um, they're not taking down the jersey from the Raptors, uh, but the last th- the, the last thing I w-
2: the,
3: the last thing I want to say is I wish I identified this man in the Entry walkway from the tunnel to the locker room. You know, as I wrote in the story, it was like this impromptu parade for some of the season ticket holders, you know, suite holders who got to, you know, high five the guys and, you know, celebrate with them and cheer them on as they were walking from the field to the locker room. I wish I got this man's name. Hopefully this gets to him in some capacity, but there was some guy, and I put this in the story. Uh, as everybody's going, woo! Yeah, like oh my god, we're going back to the summer ball. And Patrick touched me. He high fived my hand.
2: <laughs> I've never know? washing his hand.
3: Uh some guy saw Steve Spagnolo. It was like, Spags, you killed it. And everybody goes, <laughs> Yeah, that is you, that is right. Yeah, we did help, we did held them to 20 points. Shout out to Spags. You got those rookies ready to go. And all Steve Spagnolo did was. Con- Never changed his movement. Never changed his gait. Continued to walk and just said thank you, and just walked walked into the locker room. That, and it's it's one of those things where it's just like, yep, that man's done it before, and he did it again, yep. and um. He's a really good defensive coordinator. Really good. Craig Stout I know, you,
2: said it before. Craig Stout told us on the network. He talks about it all the time. He's like, "I do not understand why people criticize this man." Steve. He is so good at what he does, and in the biggest moments, he always has a plan, and he always steps up and gets it done.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, uh the 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 the, the crazy part was that look, Lou Amaruno has gotten all the praise. No one really talked about Steve Spagnolo. and as you said, based on what Jay Feely uh, put out there, he was just, "Hey, sometimes y'all playing checkers, or we out here playing chess. Like we just, we not going. Why would we show you everything in December? You yeah. know, especially with our crowd, with the crowd noise. Um, let's see if a couple injuries happen. You know, which did, and you know, things can obviously change from one matchup to the next, and. Um, as I told some fans, as even as I told my dad on the phone, I was like, look, I know everybody talks about Mahomes because, yes, it's ankle game. I, it's Mahomes watch. I get it. But also, everybody on the defense is healthy. Everybody on the defense has experience playing this team. A lot of this is on the defense's – is in the defense's hands. And and Steve Spagnuolo got finally got the credit. Someone recognized him when they're celebrating the super bowl and was willing to say hey man you killed
2: it and Love it. look that's let's find that man let's, let's find, let's find that, that man
3: i wish i i i couldn't really see him all i could do was just hear him in the crowd um and i thought it was just an amazing moment it was just like yes someone someone out here acknowledges that steve magnolo
2: was it in that little killed. area outside the locker room yeah a little yeah, like yeah. bar area all yes right.
3: yes <laughs> yep
2: you can't get in there without special tickets, so they should be able to find that person. We really, we so, really
3: should. Like, if you, if you, if someone listens to this and knows it, I may obviously text a few people. Uh, but, yeah, whoever that person was, I just thought that that was a really really cool and, and smart yeah. moment. It was a really smart moment to say, like, you killed it because um, you put Joe Burrow in, in, a, in a world that he had not been in in a very long time. And obviously the players yeah. have to execute it, but he had to plan – Um, To get the guys to believe and obviously the guys uh, took it from took it from there but that that would be the last thing I'll share is that yeah there was a lot of cigars and it was fans willing to recognize that it's not just the players you need everybody everybody has to do their part and see Spagnuolo got just a little bit of praise uh, in the midst of the celebration.
2: And he deserves a lot more. And he'll deserve even more because you know he's gonna be fired up. Everybody's gonna be fired up. So many storylines going into this game between the Chiefs and Eagles for Super Bowl 57. That is Nate Taylor from The Athletic. We'll check in with Nate next Tuesday again here on KCSN Update. from
3: Arizona.
2: From Arizona. <laughs> from
3: Arizona. Yeah, I'll be I'll be there next week. Uh Love it. I'm gonna I'll be driving
2: through Arizona here in just a few hours with my guy Tucker Franklin as we come back from Vegas as everybody else starts heading out west. We're coming back home to Kansas mm-hmm. City. We appreciate everybody for hanging out. Please hit that like and subscribe. Follow us on your favorite platform. We appreciate you. Nate. We'll see you all next time.
1: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou, by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?